It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Hangover. It is Southland Conference Media Days here as well. You've been listening to coverage since about 10 o'clock this morning. Things kicked off over there in Lake Charles. Jerry and Jeff manning the coverage over there. And as far as us here, LaRose, buddy, good to see you, sir. Finally uh, taking a peek at you here. Coming up this hour, you'll hear from Frank Selfo. The Southeastern Lions, but to kick things off, we will go back to Lake Charles and hear from head coach Tim Rebo, the Colonels in Nichols State. Jeff, what's up, man? How you doing? Gus, good to be back with you uh, this afternoon, and once again, happy to be a part of today's Southland Conference Media Days. Joined by uh, head coach Tim Rebo, Nichols State Colonels, and also, we'll be joined by Cohen Granier, a Nickel State player out of Destrahan, Glenn Thurman out of Rummel. But first of all, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Gus, how are we doing back home? Hopefully, uh, Gus was uh, able to hear us there. Uh, buddy, if you can correct that if there needs to be a, a problem. But, uh, Coach, first and foremost, uh, tell us about this year's Nickel Again, you get this time of the year, uh, you get about the middle of the summer, and you know the season's right around the corner. The guys have been working their butts off. Uh, it, it's been a hot summer, but it's been a productive summer. Uh, we, we've had tremendous numbers, and the guys that's, that's been working out every day, uh, they go four days a week. Uh, I thought we were getting a lot of bonding, a lot of stuff uh, going on in, in the right direction. And uh, before you know it, we report on August the 4th, and we start practice on August the 5th. So uh, we're really, really excited. Yeah, you know, your team had so much momentum, and then COVID came about. And you know, I, I know nobody wants to make excuses, but tell us about the the effect of the pandemic on your club. Because again, you went in with such great momentum there, and you know, everyone certainly had their issues and struggles. Period, and um, then now coming out of it. Yeah, you're right. Nobody wants to make an excuse, and you know, but you always try to look and. sure and uh, and then it was taken away from us and I, I think it's taken us a little time to recover uh, we recovered a little bit and then of course last year we had the the hurricane that hit that hit our area pretty good and you know we fared well and out of the last five unfortunately the one that we lost really hurt us and kept us out of the playoffs 
So, again, uh, tell us who you bring back this year, uh, including these two gentlemen uh, that we'll be talking to. But uh, who's coming back uh, to, to make an impact on this team? Well, first of all, these, these two young men that are sitting in front of me, I, you know, I can't say enough about them. Cohen Grenier, uh, Glenn Thurman, uh, they, they are, they're the meat and potatoes of our program right here. These guys really get it done. Their leadership, their maturity, and what they bring to the table every day. And that's why these two guys are sitting here with us in Lake Charles representing the Colonels uh, for Media Day. Uh, so I'm excited about those two. But, you know, when you look at an offense and, and you look at defense, you always look at, hey, how many guys you got returning in certain positions. And we got a lot of key guys that are returning. Obviously, every year when you have the type of program, you're going to lose some good players, but you're just going to – it's time for guys to step up. And, and we're going to have some guys that are going to step up. But, you know, offensively, I think we got seven or eight returners uh, that are coming back. Uh, uh, Cohen was a starter at the end of the year. He's done a tremendous job. I feel we got depth at running back. Uh, I like our offensive line. Uh, you know, Evan Russell, Bailey Trustee, uh, Mark Bartholomew, Mikael Hill, Titus Jones. We got a good group. We lost PJ Burkhalter and we lost, um, um, Jair. But those guys, are, uh, uh, you know, moving on, we got some guys that are going to step up and give us some good, good playing time in the, on that side of the ball. We need to find some depth at receiver. We brought in a, a lot of young guys. They're getting a lot of work. Um, this summer, you know, uh, KJ Franklin is a returning all-conference player for us. Uh, David Robinson is a letterman. Aldontre Davis had a really, really good end of the year and a good summer for us. And we're gonna have some young guys had to step up on that side of the ball. How has the transfer portal uh, or transfers in general been uh, for your program? And obviously, it's a little bit of a different level than the FBS. Uh, yeah, listen, you, you got to deal with it. It's here. It's here to stay. Obviously. Uh, uh, the the transfer portal and NIL is which dominates the, the the news, and so you have to try to stay ahead of it. You try to, too. but listen, our roster is going to be our roster. We're going we lose players every year. We replace them, uh, and and my biggest thing is we're going to stay. You know, you want to be happy with the guys you got and the guys that are staying with us that want to be here, working their butt off. And at the end of the day, you know, you, all the social media with the transfer, that's not what's going to win football games. You know, the guys that want to be there and working their butts off and getting it done on the field. Tell us uh, about the game day experience. What do you hope from the fans uh, coming to games in Thibodeau this year? Look, since you know, we go, we going on year eight, and every year it's just gotten more and more tremendous, the support we got from the community. Uh, we always talk about this as, you know, and I talk to the team about that is if you put a good product on the field, people are going to come and support. And, uh, we have been putting a good product and the people have been turning out. They, they're super excited now about getting back to tailgating. Uh, some of that was taken away over the last couple of years, so we're going to have that. Uh, our schedule is a little difficult, but, but we're not going to run from that schedule and, and, uh, we're going to be on the road the early part of the year, but we're looking forward to playing, you know, four out of our last five at home at the end of the season. Got uh, some tough opponents uh, at the outset of the season <laughs> as well, uh, not shying away from that. No, listen, they all tough. Anytime you line up on Saturday, uh, you know, we're always going to play a couple of FPS schools. You know, we're going to go to South Alabama. We're going to go to Monroe. Uh, but they're all tough. And then by the time you get to conference, you better be ready to strap it on every week. One last thing before I uh, send it to Gus. Uh, how about uh, coaching changes? How's your staff changed, if at all? Yeah, look, that, that's every year. We've been fortunate, and I've been very fortunate and blessed to have the same coordinators the whole time we've been here for seven years. Uh, and then we did lose a, an offensive line coach, but we replaced him, and, and uh, we're moving forward. So I, I like our staff. It's a young staff. They're hungry. Uh, they, they, they teach, they coach, and they motivate, and that's what it's all about. 
Gus uh, standing by at the palatial uh, ESPN New Orleans <laughs> studios. Uh, Gus, what do you have for Coach Rebo? Uh, you know, first off, good to hear from you, Coach. How are you doing today, bud? Gus, doing well, man. It's been a couple months. I'm ready. You know, Coach, obviously when you, you get to this time of the year and you're having media days, it, it obviously is kind of the start, the signal that a new season is around the corner. As you mentioned, the fifth is your first practice. What, what are I guess, some of the, the you know things on your list, the to-do list, to get your team ready for the season opener? I think right now, when you when you look at a to do list, I'm hoping when I get to the middle of the summer that I'm checking some boxes off of that list. But obviously, when I wake up the next morning, I have more and more things on it. So I, I, I'm going the wrong direction on that. But we, right now, for, foremost, we are trying to finish our summer workouts. Uh, we have some meetings and we have some walkthroughs and we can do some on the field stuff. Uh, uh, we have two more practices next week. We'll get that done. The guys will go away for a couple of days and then uh, get cranking back up in August. And we got to realize that it's going to be a marathon and we don't have to get it all done in one day. So we just got to progress through camp. I think it's going to be a tough camp. I want it to be a tough camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to put these guys through it a little bit and then so we can be ready for the season. Coach, is this a, a little bit different than what it's been in the past for you? you you've kind of had some seasons where you started where you – you knew Chase was your QB. You knew Deshaun Dixon was your receiver. You had leadership. You had guys that had been there, done that, either won a conference title or pushed for one. Uh, and it's, is this almost not a reset, but trying to find again those faces that that are going to lead the way for you? I, I don't. I don't think so, Gus. I mean, you know, when you have a good program and. and we, we've developed a pretty good program here. It's time for guys to step up and, and mature and show that leadership. And, you know, it, and it all starts with the quarterback. And, and Cohen Grenier is ready. He's ready for that challenge. He's ready to go into the season as a starter. He's been that leader uh, all all year long, ever since he played his last football game. So I'm, we're excited about that. And we do have to find some receivers. Listen, you don't replace Dejon Dixon right. just say, hey, wake up, and all of a sudden you got a receiver of his caliber. So we got some guys that are going to have to step up. Uh, we got to replace some offensive linemen. But that's that's par for the course. We're looking forward to it. And I think it's for time for some guys to be able to step in and do it. As far as Dixon, you got to see him firsthand, all the different things that he did. Obviously, Saints fans are going to start seeing him starting Wednesday when uh, the first training camp practices start next week. He's already reported with the rest of the rookies. Uh, are you gonna, I know you got your own things to worry about there, Coach, but keeping an eye, obviously, uh, up the road to see what he does over there with the Florida Leon. Yeah, it's, it's always exciting. Anytime you have a guy playing at the next level, uh, you always uh, keep an eye and you try to, you know, hear things and get reports. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really am glad that he is close. He is down the road. We're getting some reports. And, and our players do that, too. You know, they follow all the social media stuff. They talk to him. Uh, so I'm sure they're going to be uh, chimed in and, and letting us know how he's doing. All right, Coach, looking forward to talking to you again. I, I don't know if you, you know this. We're going to book you again to, to talk weekly as we have done in the past. I always enjoy that. Uh, but I'll send it back over to Jeff so he can get a, a little more acquainted with some of your players there. All right, thanks, Gus. Appreciate that. And uh, just uh, for our listeners, uh, there is a little bit of a delay so if you hear that little bit of a pause, it's just a little bit of a delay in our connection from 
here to ESPN New Orleans. Uh, but again, uh, happy to be joined by Cohen Granier, uh, again out of Destrahan High School. Uh, Cohen, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. First and foremost, uh, tell us about what now uh, will be uh, a more experienced Cohen going in uh, to this coming season. Oh, you know, it's uh, it's great to have a little experience under my belt. Uh, going into the off season, it's great to more of a leadership role and uh, focus on things as a team and maybe a little bit less of an individual focused thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to being more of a team player, team guy, and taking on a big leadership role. So, well, What did it mean to you to be able to play so close to home? Uh, that's, that's huge. You know, it was always important for for me to have my family be able to come to games every week and for them to support me whenever they can, and uh, friends as well. And it's just it's just good to be home and get to shoot back there whenever I can to see them, and it's it's great. You know, obviously you you pick up the offensive uh, philosophy of your coaches, uh, but uh, how do you carry that out? And and does it jive with your talents? Uh, I think so. You know, we ran a very similar offense in the high school. Um, you know, just doing your job is really all it's about. We're making the right reads, getting the ball to the right guy, and just doing that on a consistent basis throughout practice, throughout reps, and uh, you know that's all it is—just getting the reps and being confident in what what our concept is and executing. What have been the keys to your off season, whether it's conditioning or studying? Uh, I think it's the the conditioning and the team bonding throughout workouts and the, the tough times throughout that is very important because uh, I think we've been lacking the togetherness and the unity. Uh, in the past couple of years, so I think that's been huge, a huge key for us uh, this off season, and also the spring. You know, is the first like real spring since COVID, so that was a huge key to get those uh, new guys in and uh, acquainted with the uh, offense or defense and a little competition as well. So the spring and the, the togetherness is huge keys. Very good, Gus. Uh, anything for Cohen before we uh, hand the microphone to Glenn? I was going to say, Cohen, when you take a look at really getting those two starts there towards the end of the season, we always hear that phrase, and we always talk about, I guess, in the media, and players go back and forth, that the game sort of slows down. How can you use those starts to kind of help you start this upcoming season? Uh, yeah, just use that experience and the, uh, that uh, just the, that experience to build on you know it's a like I, like you said I didn't get as much playing time throughout the season but to end on that note was just really important to keep that momentum rolling into this season and just feed off of that and hopefully my teammates do as well I was gonna say finally too you heard Jeff mention it with coach Rebo to just kind of trying to return to a sense of normalcy I mean obviously the way the season started last year and what you guys had to go through was unique and different to say the least knocking on wood, you don't have a start like that. How big is it to just kind of go back through your normal sense of routine that you had, you know, previous seasons? Uh, that is very huge. You know, with the hurricane and everything, that was kind of just thrown at us. And uh, coach just called us up one day and said, hey, we're getting on a bus tomorrow, so be there, be ready. <laughs> so uh, to actually know uh, what the plan is and to, to have a plan this this year is going to be huge for us to get our, our first step in the right direction. Thanks, Cohen. Appreciate it. Jeff? 
Thank you. Absolutely. Cohen, if you wouldn't mind passing both the headphones and uh, the microphone over to Glenn Thurman. Jeff, I'm going to say this, man. I, I like having you, you, know, you pronounce Grenier the right way. You know, uh, I mean, you know some guys. 30 years <laughs> in South Louisiana, I've, I've, I've picked up a few. I, I just like it when they stay consistent <laughs> with the pronunciation, the Peets versus the Petries, the Trahans versus the Trahans. That's uh, what can be uh, tough for me. But Glenn Thurmond uh, out of Rummel High School, uh, tell us about your Nichols State experience. Um, I actually came on as a walk-on um, for my freshman year. Then I became a true freshman, you know, and then from there, you know, I just took off. So my sophomore year, we actually, that was the year, you know, I had some great leaders in front of Sully Ledge, Brandon Fino, those guys. So they really taught me the leadership process of it. So... It was basically those were the ones that set that standard. So that was, for me, my building point. So then once they left, my junior year was basically the, the time where I was leading. So my junior year, I really wasn't more of like a vocal leader. But now now I'm more of a vocal leader now. So, so that's been my experience. What, what have uh, you done in regard to you know, any fifth-year opportunities and uh, how COVID affected your particular career? Yeah, um, so last year was actually supposed to be my senior year. But due to COVID, I got that this year that's about to come up. And, and I'm just so grateful for it, you know what I mean? Because last year, you know, I didn't want it to end like that. You know what I'm saying? I want to win another conference championship and a national championship. Too. Yeah, goals every year. Uh, but, again, what uh, as you look ahead and uh, your familiarity with the conference, uh, what are the challenges ahead? Uh, challenges ahead, you know what I'm saying? we got some great teams in the conference. Southeastern, always battling. McNeese, always battling. You know what I'm saying? So us and by us adding Lamar back and UIW, who's the defending conference champ. So um, those are the challenges. You know what I'm saying? We got to play week in and week out. Very good, Gus. Uh, anything for Glenn? I was going to say, Glenn, I, I heard you kind of mention and go over some of the things on, on leadership. It's one of those things where you eventually, I guess, it's your turn, right? Being able to be able to do that, and, and you mentioned being vocal and things of that nature. What? Oh, I guess there. Are some of the staples that you think good leadership is that you've tried to bring to your teammates? Um, I feel like being more vocal, they feel it more. You know, I, I feel like they feel it more because now they're going to feel it more as well. So since they see how much it means to you, and then it's going to mean more to them. You also mentioned about trying to get back to winning a conference championship, and I could hear it in your voice when you said UIW was the defending champs there. Glenn, the standard since you got there from Rumble to now that you guys have been able to sort of build, that's an important thing for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, Gus, uh, you broke up just uh, for a couple of seconds. If you could repeat that question, please. Sure, no problem. I was going to say, Glenn, since you got there to – to Nichols, you know, for, from Rummel, the importance of what you said about trying to get back to winning a conference championship, how important is that setting that standard, that that is the standard moving forward at Nichols? Yes, that is the standard moving forward at Nichols. Um, that's our goal each year. You know what I'm saying? We want to win as many games as possible in our conference to make sure we get to that level, make sure we get to the playoffs, and then to have a shot at the national championship. All right, thank you, Glenn. Appreciate it. Jeff? Yes, sir, I appreciate you. Tim, uh, Coach Tim Maribo, any final thoughts before we let you go? No, we just, we're excited about the season, and you get to this point, and, and all the hard work that these guys put in, now they get to do it on the field. But 
again, I want these guys to understand there is a process. Uh, we're going to get better. We're going to get better each week. And, and the main thing is we talk about it as a team. We want to be playing our best ball at the end of the season. Uh, and that's where we want to get in. We're going to have a chance to do that with a lot of home games, get ourselves in the playoffs. And our goal now is is to get into the playoffs and, and host a playoff game, but host multiple playoff games. And that's where you can really make a mark. Coach, best of luck this season. Uh, nice to see you again. And I know you guys are heading back to the big ballroom now to meet uh, the, the rest of the media. But thanks so much for stopping by here. Sure, Jeff. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. You bet. Coach Tim Rebo and Cohen Granier, Glenn Thurman. Appreciate them from Nichols State. We'll uh, take about a 10-minute break from here, uh, those of us here in Lake Charles. But Gus uh, will send it back. And as you mentioned, Southeastern uh, is uh, the next team we'll be speaking to, Frank Selfo, and a couple of uh, players to be announced in just a bit. But, uh, Gus, back to you. Not a problem. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it so much. Quick break when we come back. We'll get back on track here. It's our normal schedule. And it will go back there at the bottom of the hour. Uh, the All-Star Game took place there last night. And, of course, you know, it is lists season. Getting closer, of course, to Saints training camp next week. And there's more lists out there, including something that we touched on yesterday about Notre Dame. And if there's still the program there, Mad Dog Old Man Radio. That's what, that's what I'm going with. Wait till I play that here as well. Plus, Saints linebacker Demario Davis joined Keyshawn, Will, and Max. Um, the this morning and it was about something serious and something that is touching all of us here in the sports community especially with the pelicans community and i explain that next on espn new orleans Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Come on! 
good citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengat. Welcome back. It is Southland Conference Media Days. We'll go back to Lake Charles here. About 10 minutes or so, Frank Southland, the Lions, they are due up. McNeese, the old school, is going to be coming up in our number two. Your phone calls, as always, 800-998-1003. It's not very often I get to see you, buddy. So, hi. It's good It's good looking at you. Um, on a more serious note, obviously, look, today is the ESPYs. And, obviously, the ESPYs award different things to different players. Uh, come back player to year, play to moment, things of that nature. It also has some very serious things just like the Jimmy V Foundation and, and people that have battled a lot. And congrats go out to Steve Gleason as he was honored last night with ESPN's Stuart Scott Inspire Award. It celebrates people that use an innovative approach to helping the disadvantaged through the power of sports. And, of course, ESPN saying, hey, look, his dedication and unwavering commitment to empowering people with ALS is the reason he got that. Also, every time around this time, you, you always hear people try to, you know, help cancer research and things of that nature. Well, if you woke up this morning and you saw on Twitter John DeShazer's tweet, it, it hit a little closer to home here with our family, obviously, the Pelicans Radio Network, color analyst also Long-time sports journalist in the city and covers the Saints for NewOrleansSaints.com. He tweeted five hours ago, so, yes, I have cancer. It's non-terminal and treatable. And I'm thanking God for what he has done and continues to do. Cliff Notes version, um, he gives a shout-out and heads-up to his wife, obviously, Shlanda DeShazer, the Saints, the Pelicans organizations, saying for their care and support and the treatment program so far. And he says his doctor and staff at the Benson Cancer Center have been nothing less than amazing. He says he feels great. He's working. You'll just see a little less of him for much of the season. Maybe a good thing for you, he says. Always joking. But I'll be full go before season's end. He finally tweets, thank you for all the well wishes and prayers they have received and are appreciated. He says, be blessed and let's ball. Look, we had him on recently. You know he's excited about the upcoming Pelican season, Saints season here as well. And you know, and that, and that word, that C word, it just, it affects everybody. My, my uncle's gone through cancer, still battling it. I mean, you don't know somebody that doesn't know somebody that has it one way, shape, or form. And it's unfortunate. But to see that this morning, and then it coincided, obviously, with what Saints linebacker Demario Davis is also going through. I don't know if a lot of you guys know that, but... One of his kids, his little daughter, has cancer. He went on this morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max to talk about that specifically. And he brought up what it's been like to deal with that. And first and foremost, the latest on how she's doing. Uh, she's doing phenomenal. She's doing phenomenal. Uh, she, she's uh, been, been well on her way to a full bill of health. Um for a little over a year now, um, no no complications, no anything. Um, it was very scary and very challenging time when she went through it, but she's healthy now, man. Fully healthy baby. And she had a rare form of eye cancer that they had to go with and deal with. And Demario brought up in the conversation, what is that like when you hear the word cancer? 
Uh, it's very tough. Nobody's prepared to hear uh, the C word. Nobody. Um, you, it shakes you to your core. You have so many different emotions um, when you uh, find that out. But definitely my wife and I were just filled and covered with, with the grace of the Lord. Um, he shifted our, our, our perspective uh, immediately. Um, my wife is who I was worried about, but, I mean, she she was uh, a rock star during it. Uh, she never wavered uh, in our faith. She wasn't uh, distraught or anything. She was strong. Um, and, and, and myself, God just really showed me how uh, we were really blessed just to be able to have. We have five kids, and so he just made me look at things like how blessed we are to have kids uh, in the first place, uh, even when a lot of people don't have kids. Uh, he let me realize that we were able to take our baby home the same day that we found out the news when uh, everybody doesn't have that situation. Um, and she lost her li- she lost her eye, uh, but she didn't lose her life. And so, I mean, we just shifted our perspective. Um, I think our faith kind of kept us grounded through it all. So uh, we're definitely blessed to be on the other side of it. And, um, you know, our baby is, She's the life of the household, and uh, I mean, she's she's a full, full, fully healthy baby. Uh, it was a, it was a season that we walked through. We were really fortunate, but everybody doesn't have that story, and so we're just we're just grateful and blessed. Perspective, right? Isn't that the word that that pops into your head when you hear that perspective? And you know, speaking as a father, and you know me, I, I mean, he's always next to me. It's weird looking around me right now, buddy. By the way, not being in the kids' playroom and having him ask me questions and tell him, buddy, I'm on the air. But like a scrape gets me, you know, into caretaker mode. I, I just I can't even imagine that. Um, my wife's niece went through cancer as a child, and it I remember it clear as day hearing about it and everything. It, it's it's scary. I can't even imagine that. Much less, you know, one of those moments where you're just starting that life with the baby. Finally, Demario Davis spoke about what message you would have to people that are dealing with it, have just started dealing with it. The message. I think my my mine would be um, uh, just lean in on your faith and and, and trust uh, trust that that whatever whatever happens uh, is is meant to be. I think we that's what we worried it it was, man. Even if. Uh, she would have lost her life, um, though that wouldn't have been what we wanted. Um, we knew that we were fortunate and blessed um, to have had time with her. And um, that's that's how we shifted our perspective, and it really was just being grateful to everything that, 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 that happens. And so many people can't even have kids. Um, and we know a lot of families that are in that situation right now. And so the fact that we had had her was a miracle in itself. And so we knew that whatever the miracle was, we knew the miracle maker. And so if the miracle was, uh, you know, saving her life, then we would take that miracle. If, if the miracle was she would get to keep her eye, then we would be comfortable with that miracle. Uh, and whatever the play, whatever, if the miracle was just being able to have her, that was, that was the miracle. Um, and so that's how we shifted uh, our mentality that the miracle wasn't, you know, because we didn't want our baby to lose her eye. That was, you know, very, uh, uh, that was very tough for us to think about, you know, having a child who's going to lose an eye. But uh, we knew we knew the miracle maker. And whatever was, was going to take place in this situation was going to be nothing short of a miracle. And so. 
And that's Demario Davis this morning over on ESPN Radio. Quick break. We come back. We'll head back out over to Lake Charles. Southland Conference Media Days continues as Jeff will welcome in Mr. Frank Selfo, head coach of your Southeastern Lions. Time to line up. We come back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Six and two a season ago in conference play, nine and four overall. Coach Selfo's Southeastern Lions. He joins Jeff Boggs over there in Lake Charles. Southland Conference Media Days. Guys, take it away. Thank you so much, Gus. Appreciate it. Again, happy to be back in Lake Charles, La Berge Casino and Resort as we continue with Southland Conference Media Days here on ESPN New Orleans. My pleasure to shift to uh, the Lions. Uh, again, uh, southeastern Louisiana, their head coach uh, in his fourth season. Frank Self joins us along with a couple of players we'll introduce you to in just a few minutes uh, but coach selfo thanks for joining us uh, jeff thanks for having us on uh, and gus uh wish you could have been here man i guess he won't let you out the house right now huh? <laughs> no not at all he, coach, he is all. Uh, holding fort uh, in la rose but but uh coach uh first and foremost greetings from new iberia your hometown uh, tony landry and uh, I, I know a lot of folks uh uh, keep you uh, in their heart. Yeah, great people over there. I still got a sister that lives in, brother-in-law. And, uh, you know, we've got five guys on our team right now from Iberia Parish, four from New Iberia and one from Lorville. Uh, it's 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 always been a talent-rich area, especially since I was playing there, right? And uh, 
but we've got do we got some guys right now that are uh, playing a lot, going to contribute. Zy Alexander was a freshman All American from Lorville, and uh, you know, so it's a it's a it's an area that we're going to continue to recruit. But obviously, it's home. Yeah, no doubt. We've got a couple of players uh, from the area. How important, obviously, is it to recruit locally for you? Well, that's number one. Uh, for me, it was number one on my list when I came in here besides winning, and that was to recruit local Louisiana high school players. And that's what we did. Both of the guys that are with us now, C.J. Turner went to East St. John and Donnell Ward-McGee went to St. Aug in New Orleans. And uh, we're going we're gonna to recruit southeast Louisiana first. We're going to get those guys. Uh, we're going to build a fan base. We're going to win with the players there. Look, you look at Louisiana high school football, and the, the coaches won. The coaches do It's talent rich. And the players love the game. It's You go to some other states across the country, and they'll play the game, but they don't love the game. These guys love the game in this state. And I, I think we have missed for a long time by not recruiting as many Louisiana kids as we can. So we're going to start uh, in Hammond, and we're going to work our way out, and we're going to get as many Louisiana kids as we can, and then we're going to branch out and take them from everywhere we can after that to supplement who we need for our football team. You know, my timeline escapes me a little bit, but there was a time where there was no football on campus at Southeast Louisiana, but it's come back strong. Uh, I know a lot of folks have been involved in that and the growth of the North Shore, uh, especially since Hurricane Katrina, but even before then, uh, how important has that been, though, to uh, your efforts there in Hammond? Well, huge. You know, we, we, we shut down the program from 85 to 2003. And, uh, then it's, and then it got brought back. A bunch of old players got together and said, we're going to open this thing up. And they went out and raised money. And it's a heck of a story, really, uh, how they got the program back. But that, this whole area, Tangipahoa Parish, uh, it, it is an unbelievable, when you look at the state championships every year, one of the, there's going to be a team in, in it, whether it's Ponchatoula or Amit or Kentwood or Independence. Those guys have won throughout the year. So there's a lot of players in that area and we try to get our share. No, no doubt. Coming off a of playoff season, uh, give us a quick recap on last year and how it uh, might extend to this year. You know, Jeff, you, you look at the overall record; uh, it was impressive. We did some, we did some really cool things, but it was uh, underwhelming from one standpoint. We lost three games by three points. You know, mm-hmm. all three games by a field goal. Louisiana Tech, uh, Nickel State, UIW, two on the road, one to an FBS team. You know, we're looking at, we're looking at a schedule where we could have gone 12 and 0. And this is after we evacuated for six weeks and got on the road and, you know, for Ida and we played the first six games on the road. And our guys are so resilient. I mean, we just, we got some tough players in our program. We're different. We're built different. The way we do things is different. And, uh, we got to continue to grow. And, and I, I charge, our players work hard enough for us to win all those games. So. Get to the national stage. We got to perform better at that level. And uh, James Madison's a heck of a football team. They're moving on to the FBS level, but uh, I, I think we could have played better against those guys in that environment. That was, uh, you know, just wasn't who represented who we actually were. I didn't feel like I'm not going to be judged by one game. It's a whole body of work, and I thought our body of work last year was solid. I think it'd be a lot better. Who do you bring back from last year? Uh, we got a lot of guys, you know, uh, on both sides of the ball. We got a lot of guys that are coming back and they're going to be a year older, so they're going to be a year better. We should be better with those guys. And, uh, uh, we, we build our team, whether we lose a player, injury or whatever, there's got to be somebody else that's got to step up. We practice that way. We work that way. We plan that way. We don't, 
throw all our rocks in one basket and say, you know, if he goes down, we're screwed. We don't do that. Uh, there's somebody else that's going to step up that's been working just as hard. So that's where we're at. I, you, you know, I go down the roster. I, we bring back everybody. Bring back Donnell and CJ. I know that because they're here with me. And then we'll figure it out on game day who's going to be there. There you go. Tell us a little bit about your schedule and, and the new Southland Conference. I'm sure you're excited about the uh, growth. Yeah, I, you know, uh, really – when you, when you, when you look at, uh, our schedule, it's the most demanding schedule that we've had since I've been here. We open up at Lafayette, at Florida Atlantic. We go to Jacksonville State, which is now an FBS school. So you got three FBS teams on the schedule, right? Great. Let's go do it. You got Murray State coming in, who's picked at the top of the OVC. Central Connecticut State comes down from the NEC. So we, we hit in three conferences. Looks like we lost a little bit of the connection there over there in Lake Charles, and we'll see if we can get that connection back with Jeff and Coach Frank Selfo. As he mentioned, he was going over the schedule that they would be going through here in the upcoming season, and it's a, it's a daunting one there for sure, but you, you kind of heard him mentioning, mentioning that having the players and the amount of players coming back is going to help them. Uh, be able to, I, I guess in his mind, be able to, you know, kind of get going in this upcoming season. So we'll see what happens. But as he said, starting against the Cajuns and new head coach, Billy Napier, the old head coach, is speaking right now for Florida at SEC Media Days. Maybe we'll see what he has to say here a little bit. But as he mentioned, the two games to start on the road, UL Lafayette and Florida Atlantic and then Central Connecticut State will be the first three games. UIW, the defending conference champs, come to Hammond. For the fourth game of the season, Murray State is what he was referring to. Texas A&M um, Commerce, which is a new member to the conference. And then at Jacksonville State, at McNeese, at Lamar, then hosting Northwestern State, and then finishing down the road here at Thibodeau against Nichols. And that is on the 17th. It's hard to believe, huh, buddy, when you think about it, that the 3rd of September really isn't that far. <laughs> when, you, when you think about it, it really honestly isn't. It is around the corner. So it is interesting to sort of see what kind of, I guess, challenges they will sort of have here as well. Look, they, they're also replacing uh, some big names on that staff, I mean, on the, on that roster that have moved on and done different things from that aspect of it as well. So when you look at this conference, having new teams and then also kind of I, I do want to say changing of the guard. I mean, it's kind of what I brought up with Coach Rebo in that he's had kind of that steady leadership, that steady play at quarterback for the last, oh, I don't know, five, six seasons, seven seasons or so. And if for him, let's see if it's um, Cohen can can come in and, and do that job that they're, they're needing him to do. So 
to sort of see what Southeastern also has to do. That'll be something to kind of keep an eye on as well. We'll uh, see if we can reconnect with the folks over there in Lake Charles as Southeastern was getting their turn to meet up with the guys and be able to talk a little bit about their upcoming season. In the meantime, like we said, Florida head coach Billy Napier is giving you know his two cents over at SEC Media Days, and we'll see kind of what he had to say. As tomorrow, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M will be given the opportunity to talk there about yesterday. I think I kind of mentioned this a little bit yesterday. The the head coach for Vanderbilt, Leo, that uh, he had come out and said, "Hey, my uh, my my goal over there is that Vandy is a a power." in the SEC and one that competes for championships. And again, I, I mean, you, you chuckle, but I mean, at the same time as what I was asking yesterday, what does Vandy have to do in order to get that? Can they get those players that would compete with the other teams or, or not? I don't know if that's the chance or not, right? To see if that happens. So uh we will see. And, See an interesting thing that got tweeted here a little bit ago. We've been talking a little bit about last couple of days, Camp Winston, as I call it, right? Jameis Winston's mini camp over there in Miami. And just kind of seeing what he can do or not. And yesterday he was at an event and he was asked specifically about Pete Carmichael and you know whether or not there's any I would say doubt, but just the belief that he can come in and, and sort of be that that offensive player, uh, that that offensive play caller again. Not that Sean Payton was Sean Payton, Sean Payton, but I guess the kind of belief and faith to have in him. The the great thing is he's been the same guy since when I first got here. Uh, his his mind, uh, his attention to detail, been in the meetings. He's been basically in that same role, uh, and I. Actually, preseason, I got a chance to hear him call plays uh, then. So I'm, I'm very used to uh, to Pete. And uh, he's been in this scheme for for 16 years. Like, he, he's excellent at what he does. And we tr- honestly, we trust Pete with this whole offense like because this, this is his offense too. So, again, it's interesting to see now that the camp is just, what, around the corner and everything. And we'll start getting I guess, some of those answers here in the near future. Rookies reported yesterday, so we'll touch a little bit on that as well. And, you know, imagine this. Uh, we'll also come back and talk a little bit about what Max Kellerman had to say today, which was interesting because as I brought it up yesterday, then Jordan sent it back to me here a little bit. He goes, hey, look, we were kind of talking about maybe possible destinations for Sean Payton. Do you remember when I was kind of talking about that a little bit? And that was kind of one of those things that we will see. But we'll play all of that and more when uh, we come back as we try to get that connection back over to Lake Charles. If not, in the meantime, we'll come back and maybe check in on the graduate here as well. As Southland Conference Media Day is kind of taking the reins here, we'll try to get back that connection here in a second. Sports Hangover in ESP New Orleans. Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. 
I like Jason Day to make the cut and finish in the top 20 at this week's event. I like Stuart Sink to also finish in the top 20. And how about Matt Wallace to finish in the top 20 as well? I love betting on FanDuel because the app is safe and secure. When you win, you get paid in as little as two hours, and there are great promotions every single day. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code KLRZ to get started with your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour, promo code KLRZ. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issues as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra. Totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade. And we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Zoe to chime into the conversation. Trying to get a hold of the folks back in Lake Charles. We're trying it. It's technology. It's crazy how this works. What's up, Jordan, the graduate? I can see you. As you can see, I'm in the studios over in LaRose. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am told that um, Coach Self and the players are still talking. They don't, they don't know they're not here. <laughs> oh, well. It's not funny. It's not funny. They're, but they're lying in up. I mean, that's how it works. They're lying in up. Well, good for them. Well, you know? How many games, by the way, did you go as a graduate Southeastern as a graduate, Louisiana as, as a graduate, yeah. not because because I just graduated, well, so I, I haven't been to any since I graduated. I, I meant, I meant, how many games did you go? Now that you are a graduate, I'm assuming you're you're going to be a part of the what, what's they they got to have like a an, an athletic foundation as well, huh? Oh, after me, yeah. I mean, no, not I, after yeah. Me. They're like going the, to strawberry fund or something. Yeah, they probably yeah, they probably have something like that. A strawberry fun. I'd figure uh, you would know, being that you are, are actually probably, a lion. But what I'm saying is, they're going to probably you know make a section for me in in Strawberry Stadium. Not at all. Just so I can watch the game and not have to be heckled by any fans. Have or, you, you know, um, have to sign too many autographs? So, so you worried about being heckled and being bothered? You know, since you're ending yeah, your, I mean, your days too many of people celebrity asking for a now. photo. Yeah. Um, let me give you a test here. You thought your days of tests would be over. Let me give you a test here. You ready? How is the seating arranged at Strawberry Stadium? Is it, let- is, is it letters or is it numbers, the sections of the stadium? 
Like, is it section A through Z? It's it's letters. Or is it 101? What? It's letters. It's letters. It's letters. So you do know it's letters. So if I pulled up a photo of Strawberry Stadium right now, it, it... Oh, I thought you knew the answer. <laughs> See, you don't know. You don't know. That's no, I thought you knew the answer, no, though. I, I, may, I may. I may be looking at a photo of Strawberry Stadium right now on my computer screen. I just... I was asking you... You know you're on Zoom. I can see that you're Googling. <laughs> no, I'm not Googling anything, guys. Absolutely. Are. Aside from the fact we can hear you typing. We, we... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You're looking. I there, think it, there we go. Zoom in. Go ahead and pin. You see? Pinch. It is letters. That's... It's letters. <laughs> As I literally looked up your nostrils, you were looking so close <laughs> at the screen just now. Oh, my goodness. No, it was fun, though, right? The last couple of seasons to have these head coaches come on and we did it all obviously with baseball. It's a little harder to do with basketball just because games are different in what they are. It's easy to set up on football, you know, what day of the week that they are free to come in. And we've done that on Tuesdays in which we like to have the college head football coaches. Billy Napier was a part of it and all that. And not only do I, I think you get to know the coaches a little bit more, but also the players on their teams. But what also, Jordan, I think, you get that sense and feel of what the season is sort of like, right? Around around this time, everyone is excited. That everyone is, can't wait for the season, right? We and another thing that I find is very interesting. You mentioned this to me on the phone one day. Is uh, that I take away from it? I think a lot of fans can take away from it. Also, is uh, you know we didn't have to have any of those coaches on, but we decided to because there's people that definitely care about those teams, attend those games. Um, they went to school there. I think that's something that's very important for, you know, us to be able to cover. And like you said, Billy Napier, uh, I mean, he was a guy that not a lot of people knew about a couple of years ago. Right. And now all of a sudden you're talking to him. Uh, we were talking to him almost, almost every weekend when he, or every week when he was available. And now he's the head coach for awesome to see. Um, that's very awesome to see and have the listeners see where those coaches came from. I, yeah, I look, like I said, I think storylines and seeing how teams get to the end of the season, whether they overcome or, you know, to it's, it's, it's been a battle all year. They kind of look at towards the end as we'll see you next year. Like me being a Cubs fan, I'm already ready to go. Until 2025. I've skipped over 23 and 24, by the way. We're going to chat a little bit more here coming up next hour. Jordan, we got some interesting stories I'm going to want you to present to us here. Charles Barkley, the XFL. We'll touch on all of that and more. We will rejoin you in hour number two. We're going to go back to Lake Charles, though, and continue our coverage of Southland Conference Media Days. Jeff, go ahead, bud. Hello, Jeff. All right. I uh, guess that's still not working. This is what happens, Jordan, when you're not a part uh, of the remote broadcast. Everyone, everyone has their own roles in this. It's it's everyone. Everyone contributes. Everyone contributes. Is that how it works? Normally, like if that happens, and we're. On location like that. I guess the only good thing is I can't be thrown under the bus this time. Well, that's what I was going to say. Because I look at you and I go like this. I have the hands up in the air. And then you look at me and you do the same thing. So a lot of times we just really don't know what, what the issue is. Uh, it's just, I mean, I kind of have that the same face as 
um, Jameis Winston right now that you just sent me over oh, text message. Oh, what, what, what was that all about? The same face. What, 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 what exactly does that mean? What, what is that face that you're referring to? Well, what face? What? Give it to you right now. Well, well, describe that though. What, what did it be? I mean, what, what is it? A face that's disconcerned? Or, do you want me to or, read? Do you want me to read the the, the tweet? No, or? I, I played the bites just a little bit ago, but it's about. You know, P. Carmichael, but is it, is it confidence? Right. Is it like, why are you asking me this? Like, how would you describe that face? What look is it? I don't know. Ed Daniels might actually have a better face as well in the background <laughs> where it's just like, that, was that really just asked? Okay. Is that what that is? <laughs> oh, you're something else. Jordan, the graduate. Um, so it looks like we're going to keep it here, buddy. Is that what we're doing? All right, we'll keep it here for a little bit here. Got another. Okay, so we will continue, uh, I guess, with what we want to talk about elsewhere in the world of sports here as well. Did you watch the All-Star game last night, Jordan? Gus, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I said I was going to I was going to pay attention, Mm -hmm. I did. I actually watched We Are Marshall instead of it. You watched We Are Marshall? Instead of, yeah, instead of. Yeah. That, that's, that's a movie that I can't watch. You understand that? Like, you know what I do, right? You know, I oh, travel yeah, no. a lot. And I, I kind of was thinking of you the whole time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The great Todd Graffanini, who, by the way, is back on American land as he uh, he's come back from his, what, what do you call it, hiatus, sabbatical, I, he was, I, vacation I think, no, in I, Ireland. I wanna, I, no, definitely he not. lived, he was basically an Irish nationalist. I mean, he, he spent pretty much the summer. Over there in Ireland, um, you know, I got just photos of beautiful greenery, sea cliffs, you know. Must be interesting when you come back and you have the potholes and the heat. <laughs> well, it's funny. I saw Todd, he tweeted out a few minutes ago. That oh, he, he did. Was He's tweeting road. again. He's tweeting again. He, he was again. driving on the wrong side of the road. Okay. Oh, so that's like, right. He's not used to that. Okay. Well, just for you, though, because I, I did figure, well, actually, what I, I, I need to finish my thought there. Um, when I first started doing Tulane women's basketball, now this would be my 13th season. <clears throat> Tulane and Marshall were in the same conference. And, uh, he warned me about our first trip to Marshall. Not how you're thinking, you know, like don't watch the movie kind of thing. He didn't even bring that up. He just like, you know, the story. And I'm like, yeah, I know the story. And he goes, hold on. I'm like, what do you mean? Hold on. So it, the airport, I, I call that very loosely. It's, it's a, it's a field. It's a strip. It's a strip of concrete. Like it's a gate with like two doors. Like that's the airport. And it's on top of a mountain. So it's, yeah, so you kind of have to hit that just right. <laughs> and like this is a sunny day, not a cloud, not a wind gust, which again is impossible, Jordan, because it's on top of a mountain. So, um, and you are always going to be going and leaving there on at best. You're hoping a turboprop that's been built within the last 50 years, you know, like the wing turboprop, you know, where it starts in the concussion of the air and I mean, yeah, you're just the seats are shaking. It's it. Yeah. And. Literally, it, it's pitch nose dives down, flare up, hit, break, hope he, 
hope you have enough room. And he turns off. I'm serious. Like it's, it's the type of airstrip where you, you, there's no taxiways. You, you go on the, on the same strip that you're taking off on. You go to the end. He makes a U-turn. <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah. So needless, love- to, needless to say, when Tulane left that conference, I was like, I love how no offense uh, to anyone out there listening to Marshall or anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no the MLB All Star Game yeah. transitioned into the Marshall Airstrip. Yeah, into the Marshall. Well, just for you, Jordan, I did two things for you. I cut two highlights. This was yesterday's All Star Game. You two swing and a high fly ball drilled. Forget it. Way back out into left center field, and that is gone. Oh my goodness, he crushed it. John Carlos Stanton deep into the pavilion in left center field, and the American League with one swing has tied it up. Back to back homers would make it three. Two, it stayed that way, Jordan. The one two. Swing and a miss. He struck him out, and that's the ball game. The- yeah, it is. That, that was your all star game last night. You, you like that? Awesome. I did that awesome. just for you. All right. I, I'm told we're, we're going to attempt to go to Lake Charles now. So I will hit the top of the hour break. We'll have McNeese now stepping up to our ESPN table there as well. And they have a cool little video I, I just saw a few minutes ago. I'll have to, I'll send it to you. The real Cowboys, quick. huh? Cool. I'll join you again in hour two and you can present all the different top stories that are going on. So the sports hangover, hour two next on ESPN New Orleans. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good.